Hello and welcome to That Film's Due. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Samaritan. Directed by Julius Avery, Samaritan is the superhero film starring Sylvester Stallone. The movie is out now on Amazon Prime, but if you haven't seen Samaritan yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our review. We will be talking spoilers. Described as a dark new take on superhero movies, the story was previously adapted into mythos, comics, graphic novels by Braggy F. Shute, Mark Ollivant, and Renzo Podesta. Jason, you have the plot. 13-year-old Sam Cleary, played by Javon Wanner Walton, uh, suspects that his mysterious and reclusive neighbour, Mr. Smith, who is Sylvester Stallone, is actually a legend hiding in plain sight. 20 years ago, Granite City's superpowered vigilante Samaritan was reported dead after a fiery warehouse battle with his rival, Nemesis. Most believe Samaritan perished in the fire, but some in the city, like Sam, have hope that he is still alive. With crime on the rise and the city on the brink of chaos, Sam makes it his mission to coax his neighbour out of hiding to save the city from ruin. So yes, this is another, I guess, gritty, going for a more real-life take on superheroes. We had it 20 plus years ago with Unbreakable. It is what they're going for, isn't it? They're going for that kind of kind of style. And to begin with, you know, part of me thought, do you know what? Maybe this could fit within the world that M. Night Shyamalan had built. <laughs> Possibly. We're just waiting for that, like, secret ending where it's like, what the... <laughs> but quick... Well, even, even before, like, quickly realised it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't fit because even though, I mean, was it 2000 that Unbreakable came out? So that was a film that came out in the early noughties. And films, recent films like Venom, Morbius, they've had that early noughties, mid-noughties feel to them and not in a good way. (laughs) But again, that's not a reflection of Unbreakable. Unbreakable is great, but this film, it... I don't know. It, again, start off thinking maybe it could fit within the world of Unbreakable. I know it wasn't never. It was never the intent, but again, very early into this movie, no, yeah, no, 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 no. no. It's, it's this is not it's, that quality. It's a dark. I mean, it's it's dark, and there's a grittiness to it, and there is a sense of realism. And I've got to say, like the overall tone and the style that this movie was taking. I appreciated it. It's actually well put together in a visual sense, production-wise, sort of establishing that that kind of tone in this film. That does happen in this movie, and, and you feel it throughout. It's very consistent. Um, so I, I give it a big tick for that. Whether, you know, obviously we live in a world where, you know, like um, our superhero movies are very CGI-heavy, reliant, everything's big, world-ending events. And you're right, like in the in the early noughties and even even like the 90s, and I feel like maybe this movie fits more in that category, the 90s kind of grungy superheroes, you know, like talking and not comparing uh, quality, but like Steel or when did Demolition Man come out? Was that 80s? Maybe that was 80s. No, Dem- Demolition Man was early 
That was 90s. And I'm going to scratch that. I'm going to scratch that from the record. Demolition Man is a classic. <laughs> but it's Again, interesting I'm what you've just said there. Not commenting on the quality, well, just saying the style and the well, type of I'm, grit. But I'm about to agree with you about steel because what I was thinking, the style, it reminded me of the 90s Flash TV series with John Wesley Ship which they were trying to tonally do something similar to what Tim Burton did with Batman 89. But it, it was kind of like that, but more limited. And this movie felt limited. And, and I appreciate that it's, it's going to be working with a smaller budget. But you mentioned a comparison to Steel. That's the movie with Shaq O'Neal from 97. That was pretty much a TV movie. I think it might have got like a limited theatrical release in certain countries, but for the most part, it was home released mm. or just on TV. And this film kind of had that feel where you're just seeing the same streets. You're just <laughs> seeing the same handful of actors. Like it was quite limiting, but something great about this film, and it's not all doom and gloom. Sylvester Stallone, who admittedly I am a fan of anyway, but we've not seen him like this. I mean, he has done a comic book movie before. He did that shocking Judge Dredd movie in the 90s. So there you go. That's, that's probably a good comparison. <laughs> will, yeah, definitely. As well. But Stallone, like, I don't think I've seen him with a grey or white beard before. Like, visually, he's looking cool. And they didn't make him look jacked in this. Like, the whole thing is that, is he Samaritan? Is he not? I mean, us, the audience, where to believe he is? But like you've got the kid that suspects it wouldn't have made sense to have Stallone hulking out all of the time, like with massive neck traps, like yeah. you know what I mean, like shoulder traps. So it's good that they managed to have Stallone look like. I mean, it could never get away with looking like a like an average guy, but at the same time, as best as they can do with Stallone, he did just look like a bloke. Yeah, and I, again, that, that leans to the realism of this movie where it's like, even though, and again, I'll, I'll comment on the action and say, you know, the, the little action scenes that we got, there were some fun little moments, nothing too grand and overly, like, incredible, but, you know, like, th there's a bit where, you know, he saves that kid and he flips that car and, you know, like, it's, it's like, ah, you know, that was, that was kind of visually, like, pleasing. But then at the same time... That was really good. I'd yeah. say... Yeah, that was one of the best one, the best saves in the movie. But there's there's still a, a realism to the fact that he's an aging man. You know, like he gets hit by that car, and obviously, like because of his sort of, I guess, ability to withstand pain, is he's, you know, he obviously gets up and brushes it off. But there is still a bit of a struggle where he's there and he's, you know, he's like, mm. he's not like, like a superhero. He's you know, he's, he's still got vulnerabilities in, in the physical department where it's like, you know, a moving vehicle can almost take him out. And he struggled there. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. So he's not, it's not like Stalin is playing like a 30-year-old guy. He's playing his age, but with, you know, a bit of, a bit of superpower resistance, which is, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. And even, even makes reference to the fact that he's not as strong as he used to be. He's not as fast as he used to be, but I just say he still has abilities so he can heal. And that when he gets hit by the car is a good example of like seeing how he heals. But what I didn't know was going to be a thing until watching the movie is that when he's healing, 
his body overheats, and if he doesn't cool down, his heart will explode. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't think I don't think I've seen I've seen that before. And he's got like lots of tubs of ice cream. So there you go. It's a quick way of cooling down because he doesn't like the taste of water. I think he needs to um, check with his water company because there's probably something he could do about that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just want to say, like, he's probably got he's probably got bad water. Well, that's it, the plumbing, amongst other all the crime and stuff. Talk to the water department, get that sorted. Um, I've got to say one last thing about, like, the overall tone. Even though I said, you know, like, visually, they're putting it together quite well. But the end result, though, is still a very miserable, you know, like, there's not much fun to be had in this movie amongst this tone with a with an assortment of sort of background thug type characters it's almost like you know everyone that he comes across is a bit of an asshole including the kid and i don't want to bash on the kid too much but i'm just like i didn't find him likable at any point i mean he's doing a he's doing a pretty okay job (laughs) in the role but there was just nothing really fun and enjoyable about this action movie where we should be having now there's 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 nothing fun about it which is clearly the intent. They're not supposed to be... I guess they don't want you to find it fun because, I mean, I'm assuming that's the case because it isn't fun at all. I mean, you mentioned flipping the car. That's a good little moment where, you know, the kid's marvelling at being saved and people are witnessing it. But, yeah, it's still dark and gritty. It starts that way. It ends that way. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I don't know... As I started watching this movie, I was like, look, visually, it looks good. But then at no point was I like, I'm not having any fun. I'm just like, yeah. And I get, obviously, that's what they're going for. But I'm just, I don't know. It's, it's I just find like when something's so dark and gritty and just miserable, I'm just like, well, why am I watching this? Like, what is the actual point? I mean, save from a couple, you know, kind of cool little action sequences. It's, it, yeah, it was just, just not fun. Um, should we talk about, should we just jump straight to the, the plot? Like, not the plot, but like the twist, the reveal. Yeah, I was I was going to say, because there's other things that we can talk about. I mean, there's all the thug people, and I get, we, can, we can get to them. But, yeah, let's talk about the twist. And, you know, early on, I mentioned M. Night Shyamalan famously puts twists in most of his movies. This movie has a twist, and... I'm sure you're the same as me. I got it straight away. Yeah. To the point where <laughs> I, it lights like almost straight away yeah. to the point where I'm thinking to myself, as I'm watching it, I generally don't want that to be what this is because I've got it too early. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. <laughs> and you got it. You got it as well. It's so, it's so heavy handed. I mean, there's hints that Joe is in fact nemesis and not Samaritan. This is so early on in the film. The opening credit sequence focuses on the creation of the hammer used by nemesis. Even after Sam learns the truth about Joe's powers and Joe comes clean with him, Joe continues to state truthfully that he is not Samaritan. And that focus on the hammer, which was Nemesis's weapon, but this is not a film about Nemesis. This is a film about Samaritan. And then throughout the movie, Joe is saying, hey, kid, 
I'm not Samaritan. And I'm watching it thinking, yeah, I know. You've been very, very clear. I get it. You're not good with him. So when they have the big reveal that Samaritan died in the fire and Nemesis survived, I'm like, yeah, I don't think anybody didn't know this was going to happen. That's, that's pretty much, it's like, you know, like they use the, there's a few little flashbacks and then, you know, he's telling the kid and I'm sitting there, I'm just like, yeah, wait, I know. <laughs> like, it, it, I've got to be honest, mm. I I did enjoy the show the shot twice because I guess they paid for it, they're going to use it. You get the DH Stallone on the roof, which I thought was pretty cool. I'm recently... Well, I'm currently, should I say, re-watching the Rocky films. I'm currently up to Rocky Four, so it was fun going back and seeing, obviously, young Stallone there, but also getting a glimpse of him in this movie. I do think it was a missed opportunity not to have just... I mean, I guess Marvel films have conditioned me to want to see cameos in films, but it would have been fun to have actually had an actor. Like I'm sure Stallone had, you know, could have had a Hollywood mate just to pop in, put his face on screen for like a, a quick glimpse at who Samaritan really was. I don't know. His mate Bruce Willis, somebody. It could have been fun, but instead we almost see a face and then not. I mean, I assume I assumed like it says they're brothers, but are they twins? Maybe they're both. Well, it says that well, it says they're twins, but at no point. Point to say that they are identical, but I guess like so they could have. I don't know. With the with the twist, the reveal that it's like, oh, it's, it's sort of like that guy died, and not me. It's it's like, oh, maybe. But I guess it wouldn't really matter. No one's no one's like. No, I mean, if yeah. if they're identical, you Stallone. It's already in your movie. <laughs> like just happy. It just seemed a bit odd. Like like they didn't have. Anyway, I, I just maybe, thought that would have been a bit of a, maybe that a, fun, like, a fun thing they could have done. Yeah. It might have just added to the confusion and maybe just all, all create a confusion where it's sort of like, we've seen we've seen Nemesis, we've seen Samaritan. They both look like Sylvester Stallone. And then, I don't know, maybe, or maybe they thought, maybe that would give it away, like the twist more so. No, the the movie gave it away. Yeah. The opening titles, like the, the movie itself gave away I, that Stallone is actually... Nemesis. I gotta say that. Um, oh, mate. Oh, honestly, the, the building, the building up to something that we both knew was happening. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> oh, when you've got you got Pelu Ashback and he's playing Cyrus or Nemesis too, and he finds a hammer and he's fighting Samaritan, and and then so again, I can't fault Stallone in this because I do think he's doing what's expected of him and he's you know he's still doing the action which you've seen like throughout his whole career and this is oh mate the one-liners are just the worst oh, and no, not even fucking... stallone can salvage them they are shit do you know what I've, not, I've got to be honest the, not even the zingers are shit not even the quips one-liners just literally dialogue in general um and i'm not even not good. i'm yeah. not even holding back here it it's the writing it's like the performances come across as not bad. Like they're, they're doing okay. Obviously everyone looks like a thug. So I was just like, yeah, but they're coming across. Okay. But it's just the, the, the words that have been written for them to say, it sounds like, you know, like if you play a video game and it's like open world and then, you know, you come across like a, a bunch, like a gang or something and you have to, you have to biff on with them. 
and they'll just have these pre-recorded lines that they just yell out. That's the vibe I got. You know, like when, you know, they're on the street and they're yelling out at the window and it's just like, I don't know, oh, oh, frustrating. Just very bland, generic, like, yeah, cool. That was that was lifted from there. Like, well, like no thought was put into the dialogue at all. I think maybe yeah, the best it's, conversation... It's shocking. It's the shocking. best conversation was probably between the mum and the son. <laughs> like that's that's probably it. Because even, even yeah, though, you get some yeah, you get some nice stuff. But even like when Stallone is, you know, he's got some good moments with the kid. But even in like the the dialogue, and because he's so like, I don't know, it's just a lot of just back and forth of sort of like the same conversation. It's like you're a Samaritan. I'm not. You're a Samaritan. I'm not. Yeah. Train me. No. <laughs> okay. And then end of the movie. I'm not a Samaritan. We know. Yeah. <laughs> well, but then, I mean, I guess he kind of does become Samaritan at the end and he kind of takes up his brother's mantle. He, he's showing me straight. And I guess that's another thing that they're doing uh, that makes you think that Joe is actually a nemesis. Like, he's really putting a lot of restraint when fighting. You can see that he's really pulling back. And on one hand, I guess maybe the movie watches the think that he's, he's older, he's got a bit more of an edge to him, he's more reluctant, so although he's coming out and saving people again, he, he really doesn't want to, and that's why he's coming across more aggressive than he would have done back when he was wearing a costume. But then if you're watching it from the get-go thinking, well, he's clearly nemesis, then he's used to fighting a lot more brutal than what he is, so he's really pulling him back, pulling himself back and showing restraint but the end of the movie i mean this kid is relentless sam finally finds out that actually nemesis survived samaritan's dead and then in front of the media yeah he's samaritan i'm like come on kid and i get it <laughs> it's to show a bit of hope and maybe joe is going to carry on saving people but um You've got you've yeah. got Martin Starr in the in the crowd there, just like nodding with approval, like you did it, kid, you did it. Oh no! Like, what yeah, a yeah. what a shocking moment. I mean, do you know what? I do like Martin Starr, so it was yeah. nice to see him him pop up here. And you know, he had that fun scene in the bookstore, but I think he was just as annoyed by Sam as we, the audience, were. <laughs> I really felt his pain. <laughs> like, leave me alone, kid. Anyway. You know, I don't know who he plays in the film. I really can't remember. But when doing prep for this, I came across a name that I'm familiar with. Shamik Moore. You know, the the actor who voices Miles Morales' Spider-Man in Into the Spider-Verse? Mm. He's in this as Devin Holloway. Can you remember who that character is? I mean, I, just, to be honest, I didn't even see him. I didn't even come across him. I'm, I'm assuming he no, is actually just... in the movie, but he must just be one of the thugs that you know work under under Cyrus or Nemesis the Second. Well, he's got the same surname as another character, Arthur Holloway, played by Henry G. Sanders. So I'm assuming they're in it together somewhere, but I really can't remember. <laughs> but... I mean, I've really like out of all the characters, other than Cyrus, the character of Reza. You know, he's got the purple in there. The little guy with the long hair and mm. causing trouble. He was in it a lot. And, th and that's what was, you know, making me think what I was saying earlier, where you just keep seeing the same handful of people 
throughout the whole movie, just coming and going. Yeah. I like. I mean, he just really made it feel a lot yeah. smaller than what I think it actually is. To be fair, I mean, this group, these this group of people have their little vendetta against, you know, Joe. So, oh, and the kid as well. So, I mean, it makes sense that we keep seeing them, but the thing is, none of them are interesting. There's nothing interesting, or besides their, you know, their look. There's nothing that makes them stand out or makes them, yeah, you know, of any sort of interest to, to watch and be invested in. So it all doesn't really matter. Like when the, but I guess it's like, it's just generic action movie fodder, which I guess might be okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I mean, let's, <laughs> let's, let's just, let's rate it. If you're going to, rate this movie out of five i think the main point that any any points i give this movie will be just the look of it. i'm like again the style doesn't really work for me but they achieve the style that they're, they're they're going for stallone is actually pretty good in this flick like i mean I, I shouldn't be surprised he is actually pretty good in um you know when he is performing but i mean other than that other than a few little slightly enjoyable little action moments there's there's nothing in this movie for me really um i'm gonna come in as low as 1.5 out of five it's it's just it's a miserable dank boring even though it's 100 minutes it's a pretty slow movie as well at least it felt slow (laughs) like i was i was like ah just wrap up already didn't enjoy it didn't enjoy it. I'm going to come in at a... In fact, in fact, you know, before I give the rating, I was looking forward to watching this movie. It was coming out on the Friday, Prime Video. I was all set, watched it Friday night. And yeah, 1.5. It's um, predictable, miserable. Again, can't fault Stallone's performance other than those shocking lines. Well, those quips that they get him to try and deliver that just don't land. He's good as Joe. Like he plays the part well. But I cannot ever see myself going back and watching this. In fact, I know that I won't. This is a one and done for me. I will never go back and revisit this movie. It is a 1.5 out of 5. Anyway, <laughs> as always, we like to close out on some trivia. Sylvester Stallone, Martin Starr, and Michael Aaron Milligan have made appearances in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Stallone was in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Starr was in The Incredible Hulk and the MCU Spider-Man films. And Milligan was Paul Rudd's stand-in for Ant-Man. He's doing more acting now, but he was doing stunt work and he was a stand-in. But I came across that bit of trivia, and the reason why I want to mention it, and you've you've already mentioned Martin Starr already, I completely forgot he was in The Incredible Hulk, which was the second MCU movie. He's yeah. double-dipped. Well, re- He's clearly playing a different character in the Tom Holland Spider-Man films. No, I remember, like, there were some sort of, like, rumours going around that it's like, he potentially could actually be the same character. I call bullshit, but... It's it's nice. Oh, to I'm be- sure you could. <laughs> I'm sure you could just look at his character name in the Spider-Man films and compare it to his character name in The Incredible Hulk. 
neither of us have got the time to do it right now. But um, <laughs> I'm sure that's easily debunked. But there you go. Good on you, Martin Starr. Double dipped. Mm. There we and go. early, early on. I think the only other person early on, but who else has done that? Was it? It was. Um, oh, I'm blanking on her name oh, now. She's um, in Luke Cage, Alfred Civil War. Alfred Woodard, I think. Is that her name? There you go. Yeah. That is her name, but she was TV and film, and apparently they didn't know what each other was doing. <laughs> so she went under the radar. But he's film and film anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Star-Lord's mum. She was also in um, Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh. Yeah. Could be the true. same. That's true. That one could be the same character. That mm. Could be. But we're just talking Marvel now. So let's um, let's wrap up this prime video superhero movie that's it for our review of samaritan please go subscribe and download this podcast on soundcloud and apple podcasts and please leave us a review it helps listeners just like you find the podcast we're on social media you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram as that film street podcast and we also have our companion shows rewind and review and sounds like comics which each have their own facebook pages if you missed it, we recently reviewed Nope and Secret Headquarters. And keep an eye out for our next review, Orphan First Kill. You've been listening to Luke and Jason and the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon. Bye.